right, wow. Come on, we can make some more noise for the worship team, for that video. What a powerful testimony. Man, God is moving in this place here today. Well, hey, welcome to Southwinds Church one more time. My name is Hayden Ratner, and I am actually a church planting pastor of a church in the city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Not the city of sin, but the city of him, amen? Because God is doing some great things in our city, and I've been blessed and inspired and also, I've been uh, energized by the youth this weekend at the weekend. Come on, let's give it up for the students here at Southwinds Church. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to do a, uh, just take a quick moment and I want to honor uh, Pastor Mike and Dana and just the incredible team here for allowing me to be able to stand on this stage and share a word from the word with you here today. It's, a, it's an honor to be in this place, and I also wanna honor a specific individual who's been pouring out all weekend long, literally, and that's the man, Pastor Marco Marin, amen? Where's he at, come on, is he around here somewhere? He's probably running all around, he's probably taking laps, he's probably disciplining a student outside or whatever. Um, well, he gave me a, a weekend sweatshirt, so I brought a Walk Church sweatshirt for him, so I'm gonna make sure I can get it. Pastor Marco, we're just talking about you right now. Come on up here real quick, come on. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. This guy has served tirelessly, and you get, a, you get a Walk Church sweatshirt from your Las Vegas brothers. Come on, one more time, give it up for him. Man, love you, bro. This guy's the real deal. Your students are in good hands under his leadership, him and his wife, Jordan, uh, really are a stellar team. Well, great, let's go ahead and jump into the word of God today. Um, I have come with a message that I really felt the Lord impress on my heart that I hope would be an encouragement to you, would be a, a boost to your faith, um, something that I really sensed from the Lord that would maybe be a word that you can take today, you can download, you could digest, and then maybe even apply it in this next season of life uh, for you. So if you're ready, say ready. ready. This side feels ready. If you're ready, say ready. ready. Come on, if you're hungry, say let's eat. let's eat. Let's eat, let's eat from the word. Father, as we get ready right now to eat from your word, Lord, I pray that you would speak to us. Lord, I pray you would teach us, God, there's, there's something that we need to hear today. Lord, we didn't come to hear another message from a man. We came to hear a word from God through a man. So, Lord, I pray you would use me. And everybody, even right now, just touch your mind. Just touch your mind. Say, Lord, open my mind. Renew my mind. Teach me, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, can we also just really quick, come on, we're getting excited today. We're using our hands for worship. We're using our voice. Can we make sure that our online family hears you today? Welcome online. Come on. Thanks for joining us, Southwinds Online. All the different cameras around here, we welcome you and honor you and glad that you're joining. Go ahead and jump into the chat, comment where you're engaging from, put, a, put something in there that you enjoy. There's community in the comments. Well, it, over the past weekend, we did a Friday night session, a Saturday morning session. Last night, God was moving in the weekend youth, and um, I've just really felt impressed to look at the book of Ephesians as a, as a book, as an anchor book for us to really learn from. And so today, I wanna draw our attention to Ephesians chapter three. If you have a Bible, I hope you do. If, if not, maybe you got an app. If not, well, come on, we got the cheat sheet for you on the screen, amen? Ephesians chapter three, and I, I really want us to spend some time looking at two specific verses 
in the Bible today. And my hope is that through these two verses, you will be more inspired to worship and your heart would be moved to the Lord. So we're gonna look at Ephesians chapter three, verse 20 and 21. Let's read this together off the screen. Ready, set, go. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen, amen. I wanna preach a message to you today from the title, The God of More Has More in Store. Come on, just say it, say it to yourself. Say, the God of more has more in store. All right, all three of y'all, y'all did a great job. Actually, touch the person next to you Touch them, actually touch them on their shoulder and say, hey, hey, you, hey, you, the God of more has more in store. Now hit the other side and say, you are my second choice, but don't take it personal. The God of more has more in store, amen? Maybe you would leave here today. You would wander into a Panera Bread. They'd say, what did you learn at church? You would say, the God of more has more in store. In store. When I read about this God in Ephesians chapter three, I realize this God has more in store for me, and for you, and for your family, and for this church. The book of Ephesians is this six chapter powerful book. In the first three chapters, you see a lot about the identity of the believer. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church. He's encouraging them to know who they are in Christ. They're adopted, they're called, they're chosen, they're forgiven, they're redeemed, they're restored. In chapter two, we see this gospel journey of being dead in sin to being made alive in Christ. In chapter three, we go deeper into now our our calling as the church. Then the, the second half of the book, in four through six, you'll find more so the practical, the horizontal. Now we're walking out our faith. But right there in the middle of the book of Ephesians is Ephesians chapter three, verses 20 and 21. These two verses kind of serve as like a, 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 something that pulls the book together. It's a bridge between the two different parts. This, this praise moment, this prayer, this doxology from the Apostle Paul is something we should lean into. That, that he's trying to get our attention in this moment, it would be beneficial for us to lean in. He starts out in verse 20 by saying the word Now. Come on, everybody say now. Now. I love that God is a right now God, amen? Come on, his name's not I was. His name is I am. God is passionate about what he's doing right now. Can we just be encouraged that it's no longer 2020, amen? It's no longer 2021, amen? You know what it is? It's now. This is the moment that God has given us what What if we leaned into it? I believe God wants to do something right now. Definition, at this present time, at this moment, without further delay, immediately at once. So I wanna encourage you to even in this moment, don't think about the future. Don't think about the past. Can we just think about now? What does God want to do right now? Here's what I believe God wants to do more. He continues in this passage of Ephesians 3, verse 20. It says, now to him who is able. I want you to just say it with me. Come on, just say, now to him who is able. Today, I would love for us to get just a reinvigorated passion for the God who is able. One of the things I love to do is I love to study the different names of God. 
right? You know that God has over 20 different names throughout the Old and the New Testament? Let's just name some. What's some of your favorite names for God? The, fir the first one everybody should say together. Jesus, amen, right? Come on, do we know any more names for God? Yahweh. Jireh, my provider. Abba, Father. Emmanuel, God with us. We just came out of the Christmas season, right? Everlasting Father, wonderful counselor, mighty God, Prince of Peace, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, God is my peace, Jehovah Nisi, God is my bent, Jehovah Rafi, God is my healer, right? There's all types of different names from the Bible. But what's becoming one of my favorite names for God is this verse right here. This is the God who is able. Ephesians 3 introduces us to the God who is able. Now maybe today you would say, yeah, that, that's really cool, Pastor Hyden. I think I believe it. Maybe I would even agree. Maybe I would even give you an amen, but what's he able to do? Let me just give you just some examples. As we take a journey through the Bible, I wanna remind you that God's able to do a lot. If you think back to the book of Daniel, you'll meet these three dudes, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. I, got, I call them the hot boys, all right? They got, they got thrown into the fiery furnace for their faith. The king, Nebuchadnezzar, was not feeling their faith. He, he, he did not want them to worship God. He wanted them to worship him. And they said, we're not gonna bow to any man or worship any man. We're gonna worship the Lord alone. And so he said, okay, well, I'll throw you in the fire. Here's what Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego said. They said, if this be so, our God whom we serve, say it with me, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. I should have put verse 18 because it goes on to say, and even if he doesn't, he's still good, amen? He's still God. But don't get it twisted, King Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, he's able. He's able. Let me go ahead and take you a little bit deeper. In Matthew chapter three, verse nine, Jesus is ministering to the Pharisees. The Pharisees and Jesus, they were having this argument, kind of this debate about Abraham and about, well, who was righteous? And Jesus says it like this. And do not presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children from Abraham. Jesus is saying, I'm not really impressed with anybody. I can use stones to do something powerful if I want. I'm able. Romans chapter four, verse 20, takes us into Abraham's story a little bit deeper. When it talks about Abraham's faith, Paul writes, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. I wanna remind you today that God is a promise maker, but even more than that, he's a promise keeper, amen? That even when we're faithless, he remains faithful, he's able. I love that in Abraham's story, one of the students actually pulled me aside this week, and they were really moved by this reality that God would actually call Abraham to do something so radical that he would even sacrifice his own son, and that Abraham would go up to the mountain to potentially do that, and praise God for the sacrifice, amen, that God provided a ram in the thicket, which is really a picture of what Jesus would do for us. He would substitute in our place to become our sacrificial savior. But in that moment, what was Abraham thinking as he was on his way up to the mountain? Can I tell you what he was thinking? Well, don't worry about what I, can I tell you what Hebrews says he was thinking? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 19 says, he considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. 
South winds, I love this verse right here. Here's why. Because Abraham, while he was walking up to the altar with his one and only son Isaac, knowing that he would potentially kill him, Abraham by faith said, but even if I do, God's still able to raise him back to life. That's amazing faith, amen? Like that moves me right there. The word amen by definition is I agree. So come on, give me some feedback, amen? Let's just try, amen, right? I'm a feedback preacher. Make me feel at home today, Southwinds. I don't wanna just do a, a monologue. I wanna do a dialogue with you, all right? So feel the freedom to express here today at church. Makes me feel, it's hospitable to me, okay? Just being hospitable, that's all it is. Hey, maybe today you're saying, you know what, Pastor Hyden, I feel you on all this God is able stuff, but honestly, um, I'm stumbling. I'm struggling I kind of just stumbled into church today and I need a word from the word. Come on, I got a word for you today. Jude chapter one, verse 24, it says, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, amen, and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. God's a God who can help us from our stumbling. He's, he's, he's able to actually give us consistency. He's able to give us stability. He's got the ability, Amen. Right? Maybe today you would come in here today and say, okay, okay, I get it. He's got the stability. He's got the ability. He's able. If we got the faith, things like that. But, but Pastor Hyden, you, you don't really know about my family. Ooh, my family's lost. Like we lost, lost, super lost, right? We got, it's the uttermost loss. I got a word for you. Hebrews chapter seven, verse 25. says, consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. I love that right there. Maybe today you came to church and you're like, but Pastor Hyden, you don't realize I've been tempted. Oh, bruh, I've been tempted. Like I'm tempted to sin. Anybody ever feel tempted to sin? Come on, come on, let's be real in church, okay? See, that's you're already tempted to sin. You're tempted to lie. You're tempted to not put your hand up. Come on, right? Sometimes I feel tempted. I didn't say if you did, temptation in itself, right, can happen at times. But can I just tell you a word today from Hebrews chapter two, verse 18. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. I love the fact that we have a savior named Jesus who was tempted in all ways, yet was without sin, and because he was tempted, he can now relate to us in our weakness and not only relate, but he can help us in our temptation, amen? When you feel temptation this week, and you will feel temptation this week, you will pull out of this parking lot, somebody's gonna cut you off on this little side road in the fog, okay? And you'll be like, man, I'm tempted. I'm just tempted to do something. Ooh, ooh, I'm tempted. I want you to go to the God who is able. God, you're able to help me right now. Even in my... Weakness, possibly my favorite God is able verse comes out of the book of 2 Corinthians chapter nine, verse eight. Can we all read this verse together? Come on, let's read it loud. In fact, I want you to touch the person's shoulder next to you. I know it's kind of weird. You don't have to, but if you want to, don't massage it, that's kind of weird. But just go ahead and touch it and say, this is for you. 2 Corinthians nine, verse eight, let's read it together. Say, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. You just gave somebody a word, amen? 
You just gave that, you spoke that over. You said, hey, look, I wanna tell you, I, I brought my brother George with me. He's our youth director at Walk Church in Las Vegas. Bro, let me tell you something, George. God is able to make all grace abound to you. So that having all sufficiency, come on, somebody wanted to clap with me at all times. He's able to give grace to us in every good work. Oh, I love the God who is able. But there's more. Somebody say, keep going. Y'all were nervous. Y'all were like, I don't know if I want him to keep going. And I was like, all right, fine, keep going. Right? Now to him who is able. Let's go ahead and look at the verse again. Come on, let's put verse 20 under the microscope. He's able to do far more abundantly beyond all. I want to highlight that sentence structure because really it's a unique moment there in the scripture. As a studier of God's word, um, one would realize that this sentence from the Apostle Paul is very bizarre. In fact, you can go ahead and submit all your Greek questions to Pastor Mike, right, at, at southwinds.com, right? Um, let him know this, but we were talking a little bit earlier that this verse right here is so unique. It's almost like the Apostle Paul, in his best attempt to try to describe to you God's ability, he grabbed whatever word he could to describe it, Amen. I mean, like, I don't know what I would say if you were like, hey, Pastor Hyden, tell me about God's ability. I'd be like, yo, God's able. Man, I don't even know what word to use. Here's what Paul does. Paul goes, well, let me tell you what God's able to do. God's able to do far, more, abundantly, beyond, all. <laughs> he uses every word that he can think of. This sentence actually in the original language doesn't even make sense. It's like, what are all these words? They don't match up. Paul's trying to describe to you the God who breathes out stars. Paul's trying to describe to you the one that's counted every hair on your head. The, the one who has, owns the cattle on a thousand hills. God is a big God, amen? Like, like your swimming pool is decent. God's swimming pool is the ocean, amen? <laughs> right, like he, he, he's really... He's really big. I mean, I wanna just look at these words for a second just so you can try to wrap your mind around it. Maybe you can get an awe for God again. You can understand the majesty of God again. Look at these words. The, the word far, put a definition up on the screen. The word far means, right, a great distance. Like maybe you would say today, man, I've came a long way in my life. Can I just tell you something? God can, God can go farther. You might say today, man, you don't even know my journey. I know, I don't, I don't have to know your journey. I just know that God can take you further because the God of more has more in store. That God is able to do far. I love that. If he would have just stopped that far, I would have been like, man, that's good right there because I want to go for. Come on, who wants to go backwards? I don't know. I'm not, I ain't going backwards. I'm trying to go forwards. I'm trying to make a difference. I'm trying to get better in 2022 than I was last year. I need to go far. I don't wanna just go short, I wanna go far, amen? Somebody wants to go far, right? How about more? The word more means a greater amount or measure. I love the fact that God is a God of more. I love more. I love church planting. I wanna see more churches planted, amen? I wanna see more disciples made. I wanna see more students attend the weekend and get it and get saved. Students were coming down to the altar last night on their knees praying, 
leaning into worship. I wanna see more worship leaders raise up. I wanna see more marriages reconciled, amen? I wanna see more people serving together, more disciples at work, on mission, locally, globally. Come on, who wants to see more, amen? I wanna I want score more points, amen? I wanna hit more shots. I wanna see bank accounts get more. Come on, somebody's feeling me today, right? Come on, let's just go ahead and talk about it today. I'm grateful for a God of more, not less. God, God does more. How about the word abundant? Occurring in large amounts. Well supplied, over sufficient. Great in quantity. We have a great in quantity God. Charles Spurgeon once said, if you have God, you have the majority. If you show up with him, you show up with abundance. The Lord once said in Psalm 50, he said, if I was hungry, I wouldn't ask you because I'm big, I'm God, I own it, I'm in control, he is an abundant God. John 10, verse 10, we, we talked about this verse with the students yesterday. It says that the thief comes to steal, no he says he only comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus, everybody say but Jesus. But Jesus came to give us life and, don't stop at there, don't stop at the life, go, go into the and, and life abundantly. Oh, oh, I don't want to get to heaven. And Jesus goes, you missed out. You got life, but you missed out on the abundant life that I had for you. I, was even, I even had more. Oh, Lord, I want to taste and tap into the more. How about the word beyond? To even go beyond, far more abundant, beyond is outside of limits. Or understanding, oh, Lord, do something at Southwinds this year in the lives of the people in this room that they say, man, I don't even understand what God's doing right now. It's beyond. It's God. It's, it's, it's cup running over. The word beyond means it's spilling. Right? I'm a, I'm a dad, praise the Lord, um, a husband uh, to my amazing wife, Nina, and we uh, have three little boys, six years old, four years old, and two years old. Amen? Right? Crazy. Uh, and one more baby boy on the way. Praise the Lord. You can pray for me. Oh, thank you for the clap, kind sir. I appreciate that, Josh. Right? Um, yeah, pray, pray for us because she is due in two weeks. Amen? So we getting ready. Diaper dash. Find me, all right? <laughs> I thought he said diaper rash. I was like, ooh. Um, diaper dash. It's crazy. And my little boys, they love to like, hey, dad, dad, can you make me an orange juice? Can you make me a juice? Can you make, and I always, I'm like, I'm watching ESPN, it's spilling over on my hand and stuff, right? I can't ever get the, the top on, right? I'm shaking, right? This is God's way toward us. He is an over and above abundant beyond God. Like tap into the beyond. Feel free to go to the Lord in prayer this year and say, God, take me to the beyond, like, I've, this has been cool, but God, do you have anything beyond this? You know what God will say? I do. I'm the God who's able to do more. I just recently looked at the scripture in Matthew 14 where Peter walked on water. They see Jesus in the, the fourth watch of the night walking on the sea. All the disciples are like, what the heck is that? You know what Peter says? He says, hey, Jesus, if it's really you, ask me to come too. You know what Jesus says? Come on, let's do this. I can go beyond. I wanna encourage you to go beyond, far more abundantly beyond. I hope that that does something to you where you just are like, man, God is an awesome God. I love what A.W. Pink says, the older revivalist. He says, happy 
the soul that has been awed by a view of God's majesty. I once had a seminary professor say that we should only refer to God as awesome. Because if you look at that word, the only one we should be in awe of is God. And not only is God in awe, but he's awe and some, amen? Like God is an awesome God. The more we get in awe of God, and we're like, man, God, the more we feel built up. And the more we feel confident, the more we feel at peace. That's why the Lord says the only thing you should fear is me because I'm big. And it's not even a fear like, oh, I'm super afraid. It's a fear like, man, I'm a, I have such a reverence and an honor for you. I wanna follow you. I wanna honor you. Awesome God he is. Now what I'm about to show you next, I feel like should hopefully, I, I think it's worthy of at least three amens. I don't know how many I'll get. But I think at least me and George and Marco, and Gary too. Gary will give me an amen, right? Th this should be worthy of an amen right here. Check this out. Are you ready? If you're ready, say ready. It says, now to him, who is so good, who is able to do far more abundantly beyond. Okay, if you're ready, say ready. ready. Then what we ask, man, more than I realize, let's go. This God that we're talking about and describing is leaning down saying, what are you gonna ask for? This, if there's ever a verse in the scripture, Southwinds, if there's ever a verse in the scripture that should move us to pray, it's gotta be this one. If there's ever a verse that should ignite a fire within you that says, man, I better start asking. Can I just put a challenge to you? What, what have you stopped asking for? What have you stopped believing God for? What are the things that you used to pray for that you used to believe for, and then you just kinda drift and you say, oh, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna pray for that anymore. I think I'm kinda, I don't, I don't really know if God's able to do that. I've been sent here from Las Vegas on a mission to help you start praying again. <laughs> believe again, amen? Come on, believe again, amen? Pray again. The, the prayers that you forgot about, God never did. <laughs> I'm learning this, I'm passionate about it, I'm pumped up. One of the reasons why is because the pandemic really did something to our church plant, right? We started Walk Church six years ago. We started out of a middle school, but before we made it into the middle school, we were praying for a piece of land. We would go to that piece of land every day at 2.06, based off of Colossians 2.6, we'd lay hands on the fence, we'd lay hands on the dirt, we'd grab a little rock, I'm gonna remember this rock, put it in my pocket, right? It was those type of moments. Well, guess what, we forgot. It didn't come through, so six and a half years later, right, here we are, we're meeting in the middle school, they kick us out of the middle school because we can't meet there because of the pandemic and we're, we're sitting there thinking, okay, where are we gonna meet? You know what God reminded me? The prayers we used to pray. We started praying over this piece of land again and God provided the finances so we bought the piece of land, amen? Like God is able to do more, he's able to go farther He's able to do things that we can't do in our own strength. Come on, if we have the availability, God has the ability. He has the capability, he has the capacity to do all things for all people. He can do it. There's ever a moment that says, man, maybe we should start asking, we should look at Ephesians three. Look at what Jesus says in Matthew chapter seven, verse seven through eight. King Jesus himself says, ask, and it will be given to you, <laughs> seek, and you will find, knock. 
it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, it will be opened, amen? Like be reminded and encouraged from Jesus himself that he is a God who hears. He is a God who listens. He's a God who invites our asking. Why, was he, why would he listen to sinners like you and I? Man, I can't tell you, that's grace, grace, God's grace, amen? Grace that is greater than all of our sin. But maybe today, you would say, all right, Pastor Hyde, maybe, maybe you're like, all right, Pastor Hyde, I hear, I hear you. God's able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we can ask, but you know what, I'm struggling, and you know what, I can't even work myself up to ask. I don't even know if I have the, the faith, the belief. I feel so broken, I've been hurt by church people, I've been hurt by God. I don't know if I can even ask. The greatest thing I could do is maybe even think it. Good news for you today. Good news for you today. The scripture actually includes you. The scripture tells us that he is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask, say it with me, or think that God is so good and so big that he can take our requests, he can even take our thoughts and say, man, there's enough in that thought. I can do it, I can do it. Walt Disney, he was onto something, wasn't he? Walt Disney once said, if you can imagine it, it can happen. You know that he got that from the Bible. Come on, that was written way before Walt ever thought that. Maybe your translation in Ephesians 3.20 says it like this. God is able to do more than you can ask or imagine. If you can think it, he can do it. If you can think it, it's probably because he gave you the thought. It can happen. I don't know if you're praying for somebody to get saved, if you're praying for a movement, if you're praying for financial freedom, if you're praying for a level up season, if you're praying to go deeper in your faith, you're praying to get your marriage right, your kids right, we just took a moment, just right before this service, somebody came up and said, man, can you pray for my daughter? She doesn't wanna go to church anymore. I said, let's pray for her right now, God's able. Let's believe for it. Come on, we don't have time to say, oh yeah, I'll pray for you later. No, no, we need to pray now. God says, ask. God says, just think about it, ask about it. I'm able. Our minds matter. Our thoughts become things. A.W. Tozer once said it like this, the great revivalist says, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. The most important thing about you is not your good looks. The most important thing about you is not your strong muscles. The most important thing about you is what you think about God. That we should continuously renew our minds with the reality that God is able. You know, I had a moment where I needed this verse. I needed to draw upon it. The Holy Spirit reminded me of it. I was actually on a mission trip in a global city in Southeast Asia. I was actually in India. And I remember being in India on a mission trip in this specific context. And we were having lunch one day and I was with the, the missionary who lives in the specific area. And I was there also with an interpreter who spoke the Hindi language in the area we were at. This is where we were at. I, I stepped out of the restaurant. I took this picture with my phone after the missionary who was leading us told us, we're gonna walk up there and we're gonna start evangelizing and sharing the gospel. And I said, who's we? Come on, somebody, right? Like me of little faith, right? I, aren't you here for that, bro? Uh, it's uh, we, us, we're gonna do it. I said, we're gonna go where? He said, see that little orange 
building right there at the top. He said, we're gonna go, we're gonna kind of make a, a maze through all the way up there. We're gonna see what divine appointments God has for us and we're gonna minister to people. Now, I'd already been there for about three days and man, the ministry was difficult, right? After hearing the Muslim call to prayer oftentimes throughout the day and speaking to many people about faith and seeing all the different elephant, lowercase g, God of Ganesh floating all around the city, I was like, man, this task is daunting. But then the Holy Spirit whispered something to my spirit. You know what he whispered? To him who is able. Did you forget about my ability? For a second there I thought, could God still do something here? And could God use somebody like me to do something here? And the Holy Spirit had to speak back to me, Ephesians 3, 20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we can ask or think. And so I just got confident. I said, okay, as we start walking up this way, I'm gonna start thinking about what God can do. I'm believing that God is able to do more. Let's see it happen, amen? So we walk our way up and we're standing there. We're just kind of waiting. There were some bulls that ran past us. I was like, are those bulls? Whoa. After the bulls run past us, there's this group of gentlemen staring at me. And so I look over, I'm like, y'all still looking at me. These brothers right here are staring me down, so I stared back. And then I said, and I asked the interpreter who was with us to help figure out what's going on. So they start speaking their language, and she says, they like your outfit. (laughs) Well, thank you. And so I began to talk with them about fashion. We were talking about shoes, we are talking about clothes, we are talking about the states, we are talking about shops and stores and all types of stuff. And so I just begin, you know, I, I have this, this wristband on, it has these different little icons, logos about the gospel. One's a cross, one's a garden, one's a tomb. I'm trying to share the gospel with them. They're like, ah, eh, you know, we were kind of talking about fashion, but we're just gonna kind of walk away now, right? Um, but there's one guy that's there on the left side of me. He's in the white long sleeve shirt there. His name is Yonesh. Everybody say Yonesh. And pray for Yonesh. Yonesh stands, he stays right there. And so all the other guys are gone and it's just him there. And he looks at me and he says, you come to my home. And so I looked at the bro and I was like, can we go to his house? And he was like, that's why we're here. And so he just starts walking, come on. So I'm following him now up this little hill to Yonesh's home and I'm talking to Jesus, amen? Like, this is kind of bizarre. He goes, he goes, I wanna learn more about your faith. We go into his home. It's the size of your walk-in closet in your bedroom. It's a rectangle box, and we're there. He's like, this is my home. Welcome. He introduces me to his family. There's dad, there's mom, and then he does this. He says, I'm gonna go leave and get my other friends and family. I was like, you, 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 you gonna leave? So I'm sitting there on this little couch with the mom and the dad. He leaves, he's gone, I'm there. And he comes back and he brings all these people. Everybody sits down on the ground. He gives me a little cup of hot chai tea. I do a fake sip, come on. I ain't sipping that. Don't tell him. Don't tell him I didn't, I, didn't, I was just like, mmm, 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 I'm gonna sit this here. I, Lord, you are able, you are able. Yonesh looks at us and he says, I had a dream about Jesus, but I don't know who he is. Could you tell us about him? 
Is that why you're here? I said, yes, that's why we're here. We're here for this. We've been sent here by God to tell you about this man, this God, this Lord, this Savior, this mediator between God and man. His name is Jesus. At that moment, the dad did something wild. He goes over by the light switch. He flips the light switch on, and he looks and points, and on the ground there is a shrine that he built for the elephant god, Ganesh. And he goes, and I go, that's not him. That's not him. He's different. And I had a Bible, but it was in English. And he said, can you come back and bring Bibles in Hindi? And I looked at the global missionary. Praise God for global missionaries, amen? He goes, I'll come back and bring the Bibles. We'll come back and do Bible study here. I wish I could say that everybody in that room that day prayed to receive Christ. We definitely prayed, and we had moments of talking to Jesus, and he met us in that rectangular room. But what happened there was so neat that there was a seed of faith that was planted where we were able to share the gospel. I shared my testimony as clear as I could share faith from Genesis to Revelation, I did. And we left it in the missionary's hand who was there on site to continue to do work and they've continued to go back up to those specific areas to engage with the people. It was so neat when we walked outside, Yonesh was excited. He said, come here everybody, come here. Everybody started gathering around us. I was like, what is going on? I started giving out wristbands and all types, everything I had, I just gave it out. And we got back that night, I just remember talking with our team, and I don't know if this moment was more for them or for me, you know? That God had to remind me that he's able. Simply put, that he's able to do more than we can ask or even imagine. As the verse concludes in the worship team, you guys can come back up. We're gonna close in a time of response and song. The verse concludes that he's able to do more than we ask or think according to the power that is within us. I'm so grateful for the power that is at work in our lives. Right, this power that is so big and bold. The word power in, in the Greek is the word dunamis which is where we get our English word dynamite. I mean, this verse actually says, according to the dynamite that is within us, that's working within us. Do you know who that is? That's the Holy Spirit. That's the spirit of the living God who now is at work within you. When you become a Christian, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave is at work within us, resurrecting things in us, amen? What, 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 what can God not do? nothing. He is able. I want to encourage you to lean into the power. Oh, I wish we had more time to talk about the power that's within us. But this verse, this verse closes and it reminds us of the, the awe, the supremacy of Christ, the bigness of our God. Today, I just hope you leave here and you just think, man, God really is big. He really is able. Pastor John Piper, he says it like this as he writes on this text. He says, if you don't see the greatness of God, then all things that money can buy become very exciting. If you can't see the sun, you'll be impressed with a street light. If you've never felt thunder or lightning, you'll be impressed with fireworks. If you turn your back on the greatness and majesty of God, you'll fall in love with a world of shadows and short-lived pleasures. Don't, don't fall in love with this world, amen? Fall in love with the God who's able. Fall in love with the God who has big hands, big heart. 
big love for you. Go to him today. Go to him today with faith and say, God, you're resurrecting faith. You're resurrecting prayers. This young, energetic dude from Vegas came in and just reminded me that, that God, you're able, and I wanna, I wanna talk to you again. God, what do you wanna do in my life? And just listen and invite the God who is able to do the things that only he can do in your life. Come on, I wanna invite you to stand with me right now as we close in prayer. And what I wanna do as we close, I wanna read these scriptures aloud with you one more time. We'll read Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. Let's read it loud. We can even read it slow. Now, to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. To him, come on, one more time, say to him. One more time, say to him. Oh, give me the point too, to him. To him be the glory in Southwinds Church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's worship God. Glory.